Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two Japanese new movies, and at Top 007, I'm going to talk about two works that are trending right now. Are you ready? Let's listen to the introduction of the first new Japanese movie we're going to talk about today. One Summer Story. Two different high school children, a swimmer and an academic, set off on a quest together one summer. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is One Summer Story. The introduction was pretty short, but from that one single sentence, we can tell that it's going to be a probably sweet and sour teenage or young generation summer love. The stories about how that encounter in that summer changed both of the protagonists. It's the director's latest work with two famous Japanese actors starring in it. The female protagonist is a second-year high school student who's in the swimming club, who encounters the male protagonist one day at the calligraphy club. They both love the anime Koteko, and in order to watch the anime together, Sakuta goes to Moji's house. It sounds really weird, and it sounds like a story of Netflix and chill. But trust me, it's not. It's a PG Japanese young adult film, so there's no such thing like Netflix and chill. But because Sakuta goes to Moji's house, she sees something at the door of Moji's house, which is the same as the one her birth father gave her. So she uses all of her savings. To hire a detective, and starts a journey to find her birth father, who has left since she was little. Basically, she lies to her parents that she's gone to the training of the swimming team, but instead she goes to a therapy institution next to the beach, at where her birth father is. Although she's not so good at interact with her birth father, who's a little bit weird. She still spends her summer vacation with her birth father at the beach town. So you can imagine seeing a lot of things related to summer or summer vacation in one summer story. There's beach, there's chill music, and I don't know why, but I see superpower in the introduction. That would be interesting. And of course, there's first love. So the summer vacation in One Summer Story is precious for everyone in the movie, but whether this summer is a tragedy or a journey of growth is what we need to find out at the movie theater. So if you like Japanese movie or you like young adult movies, One Summer Story would be a good choice for you this weekend. And now let's listen to the second new movie we're going to talk about today. It's also a Japanese movie, but it's a little bit sad. The last 10 years, 20-year-old Matsuri Takabayashi learns that she only has 10 years to live due to an incurable disease. She decides to not dwell on her life and not to fall in love, but she meets Kazuto Manabe at a school reunion. Oh, it also sounds like a movie about young love, but it's not a sweet sour first love. Well, it might still be a first love, but it's a sad story. 
Actually, from the name of the movie, The Last Ten Years, we can guess more or less it's going to be sad. But what's so special about this movie is that it's adapted from a true story. So the movie is based on the novel of the same name. Since it's a love novel and it's a novel based on true story, and it's sad. The interaction and emotion between the two protagonists are even more important, and they're going to be the key of whether this movie can move the audience. According to people who have seen it, this is really tear-driven. The actress thinks that the most difficult part of playing in this movie is that because it takes a whole year to shoot this movie, she still needs to take other cases in between. But she needed to stay in the character with the right mood, and she also lost weight for this character because. She was playing a patient with an incurable disease, but it was just so difficult for her to stay in the character's mood. Family members of the author of the novel said that they really liked the actress, and they feel like she really lives their daughter's life once again in the movie. They appreciate her hard work and appreciate her for bringing their daughters. Back to life once again, and even the actress herself says that she's really grateful for this experience filming this movie, and she will keep this experience in her mind forever, at least in her life. That's what she said. So I would say again, if you like Japanese movie, or you just feel that you really need a good cry these days, the last ten years might be a good choice for you this weekend. But remember to bring some tissues with you because you're gonna cry. I think for somebody who's 20 years old to imagine you only have 10 years left is really difficult. But at least it's better than other incurable disease that when you know the doctor will tell you you only have one year or you only have six months, you only have three months to live. And I think a good 10 years can be planned well. But I'm 30 years old now. If you tell me I only have ten more years to live, I would say I want to get married first. I'm not a person who thinks you need to get married in your life, but if I only have ten years to live and I have somebody to be married to, I would like to have that experience before I die. And as for the others, I would probably just do whatever I like, but. It's still really difficult to imagine if you only have ten years left to live. Before we move on to top double o seven, let's review what we had from last week first. There were two top threes: Downton Abbey: A New Era and Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Top two was Top Gun: Maverick, and top one: Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have some new faces on the chart this week, so let's check out. Top six, the bad guys. We're the bad guys. It's crime time, baby. Shark. The roundup. 반장님, 진실의 방으로 여기를. Top five, Downton Abbey, a new hero. Do I look as if I turned down a villa? Man. Top four, the Bob's Burgers. Oh my God. Louise, don't go down. 
Whoa! There are five movies from top seven to top four this week. A little bit crowded, and we have two new faces on the chart this week: Men and the Bob's Burgers movie. The Bob's Burgers movie is a critically acclaimed animation, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be released in Taiwan anytime soon. So today, I'd like to talk about Men. It's an R-rated dramatic horror sci-fi. So obviously, it's something I don't dare to watch. But even though it's a horror sci-fi, it actually talks about the interaction between men and women, about men's power, including how they could have done in a relationship or in society. Therefore, there are a lot of weird men in the movies, and they're all starred by one actor. The senior British actor Rory Kinnear from the James Bond series. He played ten characters in the movie. That's awesome. Some of the characters pose obvious threats to the protagonist, but some others look very friendly. But they all present different aspects of men belittling women, looking down on women, and. Resenting women, so the director actually wants to reflect the modern gender issue through this horror. Even the leading actress Jessie Buckley herself sees this movie as a part of the modern debate between men and women that we're experiencing right now. Just like many political and social issues happened past years. This movie is worth pondering about, but actually, the movie can't give us answer for these phenomenons and problems. Buckley thinks that the movie Man challenges these incidents, but the answer is still out there, waiting for us to find out. And now it's time for top three to top one. Top three, everything, everywhere, all at once. What's happening? <laughs> Top two, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I sacrificed everything, and it meant nothing. Top one, Top Gun, Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. Hooray! Top Gun Maverick was top one this week. And I just realized that the last two movies we talked about were so sad. So now let's talk about something exciting. But today I'm not going to talk about what I feel about the movie, but something you might not know about Top Gun. No matter you've seen it or you haven't, you probably hear a lot of people say that Top Gun Maverick pays tribute to the first episode a lot. Yes, indeed. When the director watched Top Gun at the theater, he was only 12 years old. Well, I mentioned that when Top Gun was released, I wasn't even born yet. But the director was inspired by all the weapons and equipment in the movies and all the advanced fighter jets in the movie. He majored in aerospace and mechanics in Stanford when he was in college. He later became a director, focusing on movies. And that's the reason why the very first scene he shot for Top Gun Maverick was the one-shot long shot 
with a high-speed tracking scene. If you've seen Top Gun Maverick or you've seen the first one, you will remember that there's one scene with Tom Cruise riding his motorcycle, wearing his classic shades and his Maverick jacket, trying to catch up a fighter jet on the runway. I either almost cried or I already cried when I saw this scene. It's just so nostalgic and so good. The director even mimicked how Tony Scott constructed that scene with filters to layer the light and reduce it and all the natural lighting. That's exactly the reason why when Tony Scott released Top Gun, people thought that scene was like shooting music video. It's just that good. But Top Gun Maverick not only presents how the director loves the previous one, but also captures Tom Cruise's love for flying. For Tom Cruise, flying is a beautiful and serious experience. That's the reason why he asked all the actors to receive strict flying trainings. And the crew even trained the fighter jet pilots from the US Navy to shoot films. During the actual shooting, they pair up the pilots and the actors to finish the most difficult and most complicated flying shots. So Top Gun Maverick not only shoots Maverick's love for flying through the scenes and visual elements, but also captures Tom Cruise's passion towards flying. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show and the four movies I introduced today. And remember to tune in same time next week. I'm looking forward to seeing you again in the air. I'm Viola. See you next week.